Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today we're going to dig into some B2B stuff, some cool stuff here. I want to talk trade shows today, but before I jump into it, just want to remind you, you've got some great new programs. Oh, I'm so excited. we got a new learning management platform for all my new programs, my video programs. So again, I'm excited to announce the Sales Mastery Academy will launch next week. I'm looking forward to sending out some information. But again, for updates, make sure you go to my website, victorantonio.com, sign up for my newsletter, and you'll stay up to date on all the things we're doing. Anyway, today on this podcast, I want to talk about trade shows. You know, back in the day when I was selling for a company, I did a lot of trade shows. I sold technology equipment and so I used to go to a lot of trade shows, and really that's where you make a lot of contacts. In fact, it's better than cold calling, if you know what I mean, because when you're at a trade show, you meet a lot of people. But one of the things you have to do at these trade shows is you really have to learn how to qualify people who are just coming in your booth just to do some tire kicking. So what I want to do for those of you who are doing trade shows, now you could be in B2B or B2C, doesn't matter, but specifically for B2B, if you do trade shows, I think you're gonna like this process I put together and I suggest that you train your sales team and also maybe your technical team who often do the demos to actually follow this process to ask the right questions. Now, typically what happens is after you're at a trade show, you got a big booth, a 10 by 10 being the smallest, 10 by 20 or some monster booths, somebody walks into the booth and you're so anxious to show them your product or service, to demo something, that sometimes we're just happy to get somebody in the booth that we forget to qualify who we're talking to. Because the objective here is not to do the number of demos. In other words, we're not going for quantity of demos. What we're doing is trying to find qualified potential buyers. So here's what I want you to do. Step number one, if you're working a trade show booth, what I want you to think about is, you know, the first thing we want to know when somebody walks into the booth, before we even touch anything in terms of products to demo, ask them about their business. Say, Mr. Customer, well, before I show you the product we have, tell me a little bit about your business. And I'll be able to better understand what you do, and then I'll be able to maybe show you how we can help you. And then you let the person just blather on, right? You let them do the talking. Now you're gonna ask open-ended questions, which is means you're gonna ask, for, ask questions that are gonna explore. Well, tell me more about that. Well, in the past you've done that. Can you explain why you've made those decisions or why you decided to go in that direction? This gives you more information. Resist the urge to cut them off and start talking and go into the demo. Take your time, spend a good three to five minutes really understanding where this person's coming from. And what you're really trying to do is qualify. So I like to think of things as qualifying funnels, right? The first funnel I wanna put this person through that walked into my booth is, are they a fit or are they not a fit? In other words, the product or service we have, does it fit them, their business? Can we help them solve a problem? If we cannot, well, maybe we can show them a demo how to be courteous, just something quick. But if we got a lot of people in that booth, you know, I'm going to move on and not and try to find a way to not show them a demo. Because again, time is of the essence. Now, if you've got an empty booth, nobody else is there, go ahead, show them the demo. It's practice for you. 
But if you got a lot of people coming into the booth, one of the things you want to do is qualify people right away. Are they a fit or are they not a fit? And if they're not a fit, you can just say something as simple as this. Well, the product we have really doesn't do that or apply to your business. So it wouldn't make any sense for me to show you this. But thank you for stopping by. Find your polite way of saying something like that. But let's be optimistic and say that this person is a fit, right? Great, you know that their business lines up with our product solution. So what we wanna do is we wanna know who we're talking to. When somebody hands you their business card, if they haven't, ask for it. And the best way of doing it is hand yours out. Well, here's my business card, do you have one? And when they give you the business card, what I like to do is grab it with two hands and really study it. And what I'm looking at is the title. Right, And I look at the card and I show the person respect because I'm looking at their card as I'm talking to them. Right, I'm holding it right chest level and I'm looking at the card and looking back at them. And then I'll ask the questions, how long have you been with the company? You know, the product and service that we offer here, you know, how do you relate to that? Is it something you use in your department or is it somebody that, something that somebody else can use in your company? Now, what are we looking for? Let's go to the second funnel. First funnel, fit, not a fit. Second funnel is, am I talking to a real decision maker? Am I talking to an influencer? Or am I talking to somebody who has no pull? Now, let's walk through. A decision maker, somebody says, this is my department, this is what I do, I am in charge. That's the key phrase always, I'm in charge of this, right? That's what you like to hear, because that means that that's a decision maker. And you can ask other open-ended questions, like besides yourself, who else is involved in making this decision? Again, that's for a later conversation, but right now you have that decision maker in the booth and that's great news. Well, sometimes you don't have a decision maker, you have an influencer. An influencer is somebody who says, look, I'm not directly responsible for that, but I recommend things in my company and people usually follow my advice. In other words, this is something I would strongly recommend to my company. And if you're looking at their title and it's a director or maybe a VP, then this person Although they're not directly responsible for what your product solves, they're indirectly responsible and maybe they can influence the buying decision. And then there's third category is people who have no buying power. No, I just came in here because I really wanted to kind of just see what you guys have. Now, when you hear those phrases, I just want to see what you guys offer, see what you have, ask some questions. And again, if they're not a fit, you know that you're talking to the wrong person. So let's hope that you're talking to a decision maker and an influencer. Third funnel. Let's repeat again. First funnel is fit, not fit. Second funnel is decision maker, influencer, or none of the above. And then the third funnel is, what are they using? Now there's typically three categories, right? There's one, they're using a competitor's product, or they're using an in-house product, something they developed in-house, or they're using nothing. Now, if they're using nothing, that's a great opportunity to build pain, right? We can dig for pain, ask key questions why they haven't used anything. Is it money, uh, no need, no urgency, no time, what is it? So if they say, no, 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 we're using something in-house, again, we can dig for some more pain there, right? We can talk about how maybe using their in-house recipe is probably not as efficient. And then we'll ask questions about what they're currently using. And then what we're gonna try to do is figure out what are the differences. Maybe their system is cumbersome. Maybe it's not user-friendly and maybe it's limited. So we can really hit on those. Now, the third category is that they're using a competitor. Well, if they're using a competitor, then we know that we now have to differentiate ourselves. So again, three categories in the third funnel is they're using a competitor, they're doing it in-house, in other words, they're building it themselves, or they're doing nothing. 
All three provide an opportunity for us to sell our product. We know they're a fit. We know we're talking to a decision maker or an influencer. Now we want to dig into why they don't have anything or why they're using something in-house as opposed to something more professionally done. Or if they're using a competitor, why can we be different? Now, once we do that, once we know which category they fall into, and let's say they're using their own in-house recipe, then our job is to figure out how is our product better than their in-house product. So we're going to ask those questions, but here's the key part. Once we know that we're selling to somebody who has an in-house product and we believe our product is better, the best move you can make right now is to quantify the value of what you offer. And how do you quantify the value? I've talked about this in my past podcast. If you have a product that you know is better than theirs, first of all, show them the differences, what your product offers that they currently don't have. And what you want to do is highlight those differences. But here's the key part. You want to take those differences and you want to tie them to what I've called the value trinity. Show them how you can help them increase revenue with these features that you have. Show them how you can reduce costs with what you have. Or show them how you can expand market share by using your product because they currently don't have it. By being able to tie it to something that you can quantify, that'll make a much more powerful presentation. And what we're looking for here is not so much to close the sale there, but we want to set up a meeting with a decision maker to maybe sit down and go through a full demo. And what you want to do, this is key, you want to set up the meeting there at the event with that person. If they're the decision maker, great. If they're an influencer, maybe we can get them to get the decision maker to join us for a cup of coffee so we can walk through the full demo and we can schedule a time in the booth or somewhere else to do the demo. That's the goal. The goal is to have the meeting there, not just to grab the business card and come back later on. Right there is where you strike. They're in the moment of listening. They're in the moment of buying and considering. So at a trade show, it's the most effective way to really get a customer to actually look at your product, but also you're shortening the sales cycle. If we can talk to the decision makers there in the booth, set up the meeting right there and there, maybe the next day, then we're going to shorten the sales cycle because the alternative would be is that you go home, they go home, and then you have to pick up the phone and try to set up a meeting with the decision maker. And guess what? Once they get back to their location, they're going to be busy. So one of the biggest mistakes is we always grab the business card and then we do a follow-up call after the trade show. The key is to have the meeting right there and then if you want to close the deal sooner. Anyway, that's it for the Sales Influence Podcast. I hope you like this episode. It's geared very specifically specifically for B2B trade show people. Uh, Again, hope you enjoyed the podcast. And as always, leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think. I would greatly appreciate it. If you're going to ask me a question, please make it a short question. Uh, I'm getting a lot of questions where people are asking me to solve their business problems. I don't want to solve your business problems overall. Tell me a specific problem that you're currently having in the sales those are the questions I like answering. Also, check out my sales training website. Uh, it's going to be good. The new learning management system is called the Sales Mastery Academy. Coming soon. Keep going to victorantonio.com for more information. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi. I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? 
Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.